Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Praise you, Lord. How many of you pray that we would close on the building on the 31st? We close tomorrow on the building. Praise you, Lord. Just want to thank Mike and Stephanie Holland. If you guys are in here, thank you guys for crossing the last bridge for us, which was insurance. Always fun surveys, insurance, and numerous other things that you've got to do. Thank you guys. If you're in here, if you're not, thank you out there. You guys in here, Stephanie? You guys? Oh, there you are. Right there. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Seriously. It's not easy. It's a lot of pressure, you know, for people, especially when they're working with their church and they're not used to doing that, especially with this one. It's a lot of hard charging people. There are no, there are no beta males here and there are, there's nothing but type A people. It can be brutal. Expect things <laughs> to get done now and in a hurry. But we're closing tomorrow. It's a done deal. <clears throat> We will be in the new building. I had hope tell, uh, well, hope we'll tell our landlord tomorrow that our last day in the building will be the 28th of this month. Now, that doesn't mean, though, we're going to be in the new building before that. So what we're going to do is we'll sign tomorrow, get it all done, and then over the next couple of weeks, we'll be picking at, you'll see things disappear. We'll keep the skeleton here. Don't worry, we'll have our last service. Hope was... Believe me, I, I live with that which I'm talking about. When I say type A and everybody around here, whether it's Aaron or Heather or me or Hope or whoever, it's all a bunch of type A people. Expect excellence. Can't, not always the easiest to work with or for, as we expect you know, excellence. It's all because it's done under the umbrella in the name of Jesus Christ. So but we were talking on our way up to, there's the, conference at the river right now that I've been going to on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll probably head up there tonight, but we were talking on the way up there and things can get heated when it comes down to business between my wife and I. We're good this way. She's good working for me or I'm good working for her, but we're not good working with each other. Oh, super good. So, and especially because this has been Hope's deal, coupled with Buck Settles, they're the ones who got the building. It started with Jeff Tomas. Jeff Tomas told us about the building, and then it's been Hope and Buck ever since then. So it's, it's Hope's baby. So in some ways, she doesn't like me to intrude <laughs> in her baby. You know, what, what, she, what, what is her deal? I've stepped on it enough, but we were talking on the way up there, and she's like, well, you know, maybe we need to be thinking about March, because it's quite the process. Nope. You know, people wonder sometimes if you if you don't if you aren't married to a shrinking violet when you're married to a Bengal tiger <laughs> or Wolverine. Do you think that you know that I that I would shrink? I don't shrink. Listen, with what I do is kind of just let that Tasmanian devil run. Does me a lot of good, benefits me greatly. 
And then sometimes they got to rein her in. And she's good about submitting to her, to her husband, as is the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. So I said, no, we will move. And here's, you know, we're going to be, you know, we'll do little things like underneath, see Will. Will wave at everybody. Underneath Will, there is just boxes and boxes and boxes of Christmas stuff. That will all be picked out. Every last thing, that storage closet that's right over here that runs the length of that will all be, and we'll get it all out. And Aaron will tell me exactly what needs to stay for us to conduct the service. We'll do our last one, pull the plug on all that, and then the following Sunday be in there. So we'll be shooting for some time, you know, in the, around the third week-ish of February. If we can do it before, we just have to have a week that we can give an announcement so people know. As we're planning on that being the largest service that's ever happened in the history of Foundation Church will be the week that we open. Now, I think I told last week when we did the announcement, I think I gave you guys the address because I certainly didn't. If you guys are ever around, some of you come to both services so you know what the nine o'clock looks like. The nine o'clock, it's pretty full in here now, probably about 90% full. The nine o'clock service is 120% full. There's, we put out chairs, it's, bad, it's just jam-packed. And I didn't tell a soul what the address was in the 9 o'clock service. I didn't even say. In my mind, because I grew up here, everybody knows where the Biscayne building is. Everybody knows what was Biscayne Baptist. Most of us have went to a Christmas service there at some time or another. So I thought everybody knew, but they don't. People don't know. They haven't, you know it hasn't been a, a major player church for a little while, so not everybody knows about it anymore. I used to drive by there and there'd be 1,000, 2,000 people there over the course of a Sunday. Well, so people didn't know. So it's 13,000 South Tamiami Trail. Easy to remember. 13,000 South Tamiami Trail. That is the name. That is the address of the building. It's basically Ortiz in 41, the River Road in 41 area. See, what we're doing, folks, is we're transitioning from an Inglewood church to a South Sarasota County, North Charlotte County church. That's what we're doing. One of the hottest areas on the planet right now is River in 41. You have the Brave Stadium there. 38,000 homes are going to be, clap all you want, honey. You're good. I love it. Too. Go ahead. 38,000 homes will be built in Thomas Ranch, which is all that area surrounding. Not, not just what you're seeing on 41 with the different communities there. From 41 all the way to Winchester to 776, 38,000 homes are going in there. So we, we will be in the midst of all that. For those of you that live in East Inglewood or Rotunda, Wipe the tears from your eyes. You got 15 years worth of a free, of, of a free ride. Just, it's 14 minutes from here. The church is 14 minutes from here. There's hardly any traffic on a Sunday. Everybody's out in their boats and, and doing all their other things. There's hardly any traffic. It's 14 minutes. Don't find an excuse to fade. You're like, Tom, why do you say things like that? Because I've been in the church since 1987. Christians will find any, don't, don't go, well, you know what? I've always wanted to try that Lutheran church there in Rotunda. Yeah, I, I named it Rotunda Community Church. I've always wanted to try that. They got a solid 14 people there and they preach absolutely nothing. But man, it's only three minutes from the house. I can ride my bike there. Don't do it. Don't fall into that garbage. Don't start falsely accusing us of changing because oh, they got, once they got big, well, no, stop it. Stop it. We were, we're already big now. We've gone from 150 people to 600. Have I changed? I haven't changed at all. I've just gotten to know the Bible better. I'm preaching the same thing that I preached when we opened this church. I just, I'm a little bit more mature. 
know the Bible better, got some good leadership in my life, but I've never, ever compromised the Word of God, nor will I ever compromise the Word of God. Most, listen, a lot of you should have seen this place in March of 2020. And 30% of the church left, and we only had 170 people coming at the time. 30 to 40% gone because they were just too full of wisdom to attend here. They didn't want to catch the Rona. They're all still alive, by the way. And they've all caught Corona. They left their church to not catch Corona. They all caught Corona anyway. They obviously weren't applying the word of God. You're perfectly safe anywhere you go. All you need to do is bind and loose and you're completely safe. All you need to do, all you need to worry about in this life, you don't even need to worry about it because you gladly lay it down. It's martyrdom. It's your only vulnerability. You can fly wherever you want to fly. If you want to take up parachuting, go right ahead. Skydiving, go ahead. You're good to go. You want to buy a motorcycle, buy a motorcycle. You're good. Seriously, if you stand in the word of, if you don't, then don't. If you're not going to stand in the word of God and you stand in the world's way, then don't do any, don't take any chances. But if you're standing in the word of God, like we have always here, we will never change. We will never close. We will never mask. If some Yahoo gets elected governor, there'll be a showdown at 13,000 South Tamiami Trail. There won't be. We will never close. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. We will never close. I will never back down. Not for one second, ever, ever. Understand that. I don't care what lie they spread next. I don't care if they actually say the bubonic plague is back. We're not closing ever because it's not in the word of God. If the word of God says do, you do. If the word of God says do not, then you do not. If it's not in the word of God, you go and you obey the word of God and you ignore it. That's what you do. Christianity is really quite quite easy. COVID update. Are you ready? For those of you that are sick and tired of COVID updates, I don't know what to tell you. Don't apologize. I love you. I care about you, but I don't care about your offense. I do. Deeply care about you. I honestly do not care one lick about anybody's offense. Doesn't keep me awake at night. Nothing. Oh, I got him. I got him. I left. Okay. Hey, Hope, did you order the chicken wings and pizza? Because I'm going to be fading in and out of sleep for the rest of the day today, no matter who left. Understand that. I'm motivated. That's what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter. You can dog cuss me at the door. You, think I, you, you don't think that I got worse than that in 25 years of law enforcement? Do you know what they said about my mother in the backseat of my police car? You think you're going to bother me? <laughs> not going to happen. My mother does what? To who? You did what with my mother? Ouch. Oops, I hit the brakes a little too hard right there. Sorry. <laughs> COVID update here. It's more of a vaccine update than it is COVID. COVID, by the way, just so you know, those of you who watch the podcast already know this, or if you just read on your own, it only takes you 10 minutes a day if you want to know what's going on. 
Now, if you want to be an insano like me, then it's a couple hours a day. But it just takes a couple hours. People that are pushing people to take vaccines right now are telling them to go get vaccinated against a virus that does not exist. Moderna and Pfizer and the boosters are all predicated on the alpha variant, which hasn't been on the planet for six, eight months, 10 months. It's been gone. It was taken over by Delta. Delta's been taken over by Omicron. It's gone. So everybody will tell you, as you see Ron DeSantis come on and say, you know what, Joe Biden has robbed the state of Florida because they took over and they, the monoclonal therapies took over and didn't send them, you know, 71% of our monoclonal therapies were taken from our state. And I'll tell you the reason why is because they don't work against Omicron, which they don't even know. There is no FDA study on how the monoclonal therapies deal with Omicron. None. They just took it down. Somebody I follow on Twitter, I can't remember the name, but a blue check mark verified source sent a letter to the FDA asking for their empirical studies of why it is that they believe the monoclonals don't work on Omicron. They have none. But at the discretion of the president of the United States, who's a galactic moron, they said, you know what? We're going to pull it down. We're not, gonna, we're not going to do this anymore. All because the moronicness of the leadership, hello, hello, is all about getting people to the vaccine passport. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Aaron doesn't want to see it tossed across the stage again. Thank you. But it's all about getting people to the vaccine passports. And if you cure them with monoclonal therapies, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and zinc, then you don't get them to the vaccine passport. Because that's what it's all about. It's, that's what it's been about from day one. There's never been any concern about transmission. How, explain to me how you have a vaccine mandate to stop transmission with a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. Why have they not all been taken down? Why is Biden going to court right now fighting everybody who's taking down the, he's losing every court battle, but he goes to every court every time at your dime, you're paying for it, for the FDA. The FDA is in court right now fighting for Pfizer to suppress their own, they, they lost. Pfizer was going to, was fighting for 75 years for the release of their materials. They lost in federal court. They have to release them all in eight months, but now they put in another lawsuit that Pfizer gets to redact the materials being rele released. That's what's going on. And people, people know Pfizer's doing that, does not want to release the data of how they came up with their mRNA vaccinations. They don't want to release the data. For 75 years, every year Pfizer gets sued for killing people and bribing doctors. And yet they'll take a metal rod and shove it into their arm full of Pfizer's fluid. Think about that. But here's what's happening. This is all, now I want you to know that this material that I'm showing you right here in my own handwriting, this is Department of Defense data. Under Lloyd Austin, the galactic moron of Afghanistan, even the liars who are currently running our military, our military, which is in complete shambles, is nothing but a gender equity experiment, even they can't deny the truth. Why is that? Whenever this, the perfect Petri dish of any kind of empirical study is our military. Why? Because every last thing that happens with the military is tracked. 
everything. You go to a clinic, it is marked down on a computer record. Everything. You take, a, you take an aspirin, it's marked down in the military. That's how it works. So all of this you need to know is indisputable, irrefutable data that I'm gonna show you right now. And what it is, is a study on the vaccines. Now what's happened is three whistleblowers, doctors, sworn affidavits under the penalty of felony perjury have all sworn that this is the truth because all they needed to do was turn on a computer and start calculating. Now what this data is, is a comparison of five years to one year. What were the averages in 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20? What are the averages for those five years in comparison to 2021? Now what did 2021 have that those five years didn't have? Correct. Only in 2021, and by the way, remember that this has only just begun. The only FDA-approved vaccine is being pumped into the veins of 18-year-olds into the mil in the military. It's called Comerity. Comerity is the only FDA-approved vaccine. All the rest of them are not approved. Moderna is not approved. The regular Pfizer is not approved. AstraZeneca is not approved. Johnson Johnson was suspended. So the military has been getting the FDA approved drug. So for five years, they're comparing, comparing five years worth of material and averages to one year. Amen? Everybody got it? So in one year, 2000, from comparing 2016 to 2020, in 2021, there has been a 300% increase in military miscarriages in one year. Folks, this is not right. Look at me. This is not right-wing conspiracy. It's not Tucker Carlson, Tom Lipley, Alex Jones, Rodney Howard Brown. It is not right-wing conspiracy. This is their own data. They're not denying it. They can't. It's on their computer system. There's no Denying it. It is irrefutable. In 2021, there was a 300% increase in miscarriages and stillbirths. Facts. In one year, 300%. 300% increase also in cancers. And I want you to remember, these are basically 18 to 40-year-olds, but basically 18 to 26-year-olds. 300% increase in cancer for a 20-year-old. What does 2021 have again that none of those first five years had? Strange, isn't it? And it just started in August. It just started. They forced the vaccines on these kids in August. Now, there was a lot of them taking it before that because they knew they were going to lose their jobs if they didn't. What does this have to do with church? Do you really think it has nothing to do with the Bible? Can't buy, sell, trade. You can't stay in the military without your vaccine passport. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel. It's got nothing to do with Revelation 13, 16 through 18, but the majority of churches today are preaching about honor or love or marriage or at the movies. 
If you do that, what's going on is you actually have a feces-covered elephant in the room. And everybody in there is pretending like they can't see it and they can't smell it. They all know down deep inside. They should have the courage to preach the word. Instead of worrying about offending the little tender hearts in your church. 1,000% increase in 2021 in neurological disorders. 1,000%. The average from 2016 to 2020 was 82. Remember how many people are in the military. The average from 2016 to 2020 was 82,000 neurological disorders per year. What was it in 2021? 863,000. Facts. Indisputable. Under oath. Sworn affidavits by doctors. Senator Ron Johnson's hearing testified to by attorney Thomas Rents. Facts. Department of Defense whistleblowers. Myocardial infarction, which is what again? Is that heart attack? Heart attacks. Up. Remember the age group now. 18 to 40. Up 269% in one year. Undisputable fact. Bell's palsy up 291% in one year. Female infertility problems, up 471%. They pump an mRNA vaccination into young women basically from 18 to 30, and now they can't have babies. Look at me, for life. For life! Nothing. Outside of Jesus, nothing. For what? A virus they statistically have zero chance of ever dying of but you got to get that vaccine passport because that's what the beast wants that's what the dragon wants pulmonary embolisms blood clots is that right blood clots up 467 percent in one year in kids where, where have you ever heard of blood clots with children pulmonary embolisms Infertility for, goes up 471% in one year. And it's not even a full year. What are we going to see in 2022? What are you going to see? The AG of North Dakota dropped dead today or yesterday. Dropped dead. Never had a health problem in his life. 68 years old, dead. Dropped. I wonder what he has. I wonder what he took. You take the first vax, you lose a certain amount of your immune system. Take the second vax, you lose another percentage. You take the booster, you're dead. Watch yourself. I heard a doctor testify to that. It's not me. These are facts. They had a pro Project Solace, which is a DOD study. Remember, these are liberals. These are people you wouldn't vote for, even though it's military. You wouldn't vote for these people. These are liberals. The, the Project Salas report, 71% of new cases in the military are what? New cases of COVID are what? Fully vaxxed. But they tell you it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. 90% of the military is fully vaxxed. 90%. It may be higher, maybe 96%. Can't remember. There's a lot of percentages floating around in my beautiful mind. How much, what's the percentage of hospitalizations that are fully vaxxed? It's got to be, it's got to be the unvaccinated full. No, 60%. 60% of their hospitalizations are fully vaxxed. 
It's all been a lie from day one, and it's all about getting to the mark of the beast. Understand that the vaccine passport, I see goofballs, and if you're a goofball, then you are. Sorry, it's what you are. You need to repent. You can be offended. Again, you get offended and be mad at me all you want, but again, I'm just going to relax the rest of the day and not care. So you might as well just not be and just say, I'm a goofball. There's people out there talking about how the, uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church is the mark of the... Be what are you talking about? That the vaccines are the mark of the... No, they're not. Nor is the vaccine passport. It's greasing the skids in these beginnings of sorrows for the mark of the beast. It can't be the mark of the beast unless it's what? A mark on your right hand or on your forehead. You know, that'll never happen. You don't believe, oh, then you don't believe Jesus died on the cross then, do you? Because that's what Christians are today. They think this is all conspiracy theory. They see all these countries. Remember when Canada was a real country? Remember when it, when it, was, a, when it was a democracy? You remember? Well, how about Australia? How about the European Union? Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel anywhere in those places without your QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone. I call them marks of the beast because it's the precursor to it. And nobody talks about these things. Absolutely amazing that people don't. But that's what it's been about from day one. It has never been about slowing transmission. It's about, it. they, they created... This virus is a man-made virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, created by the money of Bill Gates, the money of the PLA, the money of Anthony Fauci, the money of Ralph Barrick and the Bat Lady. They made this thing, Dr. G, the Bat Lady. They made this thing, and then they provide their solution, which is the vaccine, and then say that you have to have proof of vaccination to do anything. That was the plan from day one. The plan next is to turn all of your money into digital money. That way, you have to have your vaccine passport to access your digital money. Don't think, oh, that'll never happen, really. In Canada right now, in the midst of Den Denmark fully opening up, uh, England fully opening up, Sweden fully opening up, Hungary's never closed, Poland's never closed. These places are opening up and people are coming to the revelation that they've been lied to. Other countries are doubling down. Canada right now, if you want to go to Walmart, this is what will happen. And you're not vaccinated. They assign you a vaccine warden. Look at me. This is not exaggeration. This is from their own local news. I watched it. You walk into the store, you're only allowed to go to the pharmacy or to the food. You can't buy a broom, can't buy paint, can't buy toys, nothing. And you're assigned, and they assign you an employee to follow you around the store. And churches are preaching about love today. You're not, your answer is love, not the word. The word is love. Preach the word of God that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and wake people up. Yeah, but then, you know, people might leave the church. Let them go. They're gone anyway in their heart. They've been gone for a long time. This is why the entire international church closed to begin with is because they didn't even know how to stand on the word of God and they don't even recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. So now we'll start with the message.
Yeah, that's got nothing to do with the message. Why couldn't they understand? It's what we've been talking about for weeks. Sanctification. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 23 and 24. That's what we're talking about. Sanctification is not the front lines. Sanctification is readying you to be in the front lines. Let's look at this in a three-step process. Most Christians get saved and never get sanctified, but believe they're on the front lines. Most, most Christians, they, even if they enter into sanctification, they think sanctification is the front lines, where your mind is being renewed, you stop being a moody jerk, you start studying the word and praying, doing all those things. That's not the front lines, that's to ready you to go win the lost, to give sight to the blind. Provision to the poor. That's the front lines which most Christians never enter into their entire life, but through deception, believe that they're there. And that's, by the way, that's you and it's me. It's time to wake up. The front lines is right before us. The field is white unto harvest, but you gotta be sanctified first. Because you'll go out there and you'll be just like the pseudo disciples of Jesus who tried to cast out a devil and walked away buck freaking naked. Freaking is not a substitute for the word, for the F word. Has its own definition in the Bible, in the, in the dictionary. Look it up. Hebrews chapter 12, one and two. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, listen to this now, therefore, since, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Oh, woe is me on this. Let, lay it all down. I'm not going to get into weights. I did weights last service. We're going to do sin this service. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. See the sanctification in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. You lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares you so that you can get into the race. If you don't lay these things down, you're never getting to the front lines. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. This is how we're supposed to live. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Lay aside every weight. Every single weight, lay it down. Your past, lay it down. Your depression, lay it down. Whatever it may be. Bad relationships, lay them down. Religion, lay it down. I wish I could go into more detail, but that was the first service. Just go back and watch it. I want to launch with all of you into, into the word conflation, which I began with you last week. What does conflation mean? Not inflation, conflation. The process or result of fusing items into one entity. Fusion. 
the combination of two variant texts into a new one. That never is good, is it? When you have, when you have Proverbs chapter 30, verse six, add thou not to my word, lest you reprove thee and thou be found a liar. The combination of two variant texts into a new one. Conflation is the main problem in the church worldwide. Evidenced by the worldwide closure of the church, which still primarily is not open. We could right now, if we decided to go, no, it would take some buses. If we loaded up our church and we went on a tour of Sarasota and Charlotte County, I would have to provide each and every one of you with a vomit bucket. To go and look at churches right now with the signs in, that say you can't come in unless you're vaxxed in Charlotte County, in Sarasota County. How do you do that? Because you've never been sanctified enough to even recognize the difference between God and Satan. You can't see it. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to them. They think I'm a fool today. Lots of Baptist churches, evangelical churches, Pentecostal churches. They think I'm evil right now. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. They think I'm evil. They think I'm conspiratorial. When the entire European Union can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR coded mark of the beast. And I'm evil? Sure about that? Or have we had a combination of two variant texts into one? Let's look at this deeply. It's hugely, if hugely is the word, it's hugely. Important that you get this. Don't repeat this out loud. I don't really like doing that. But repeat it to yourself. Remember this. If you're writing anything down, go back and watch the recording. Write this down. Sin is completely different than all other failures. One quiet amen. You know why? You know why I had one quiet amen? Because of conflation. I'll explain it all to you. One quiet amen. Sin is different than all other failures. Oh, another condemning message. If it condemns you and it's the word, then you're condemned. You realize that, right? If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. Oh, that, now I feel condemned. That doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it wrong because it convicts you or condemns you. It's however the word of God lands. But the good thing is if you're still breathing, even if you feel condemned, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Get into Christ Jesus. Then you won't be condemned anymore. You'll be free. See, life is easy. It really is. It's not difficult. Do what you are told to do via the word of God. Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the word of God. If it offends you, please understand that it's Jesus that's offending you. It's not me. It's the Bible offending you. Well, I don't believe you could ever lose your salvation. That's not the Bible. It's not the Bible. 
First Timothy chapter four is entitled The Great Falling Away. So second Thessalonians chapter two. Hebrews chapter five, verses 11 through 14 is, war- is, is titled Warning Against Falling Away. And you have entire denominations that believe in eternal security. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You know what depart from the faith means? Depart from the faith. But people won't accept it because it violates their version of Jesus. Just like when you tell them the truth about COVID. That your mask does nothing. It doesn't matter what mask you wear. Outside of a biohazard suit, nothing stops a respiratory virus. Nothing. We haven't built that kind of technology yet that you can just strap on your face. An N95 mask does nothing. The holes in N95 masks are three times larger than a COVID particle. They do nothing. And Joe Biden's sending them all throughout the country along with their rat test, the rapid antigen test, that are often inaccurate also. Of course, they're made in China, and so are the N95 masks, by the way. It's funny how China always ends up on top. Funny how that works out when your presence was bought and paid for in 2014 with a $1.5 billion bribe to his son, which he does not to die, and neither does his son. You know why they can't? Because it's in the bank. But it's very, very important, and again, I default back to my favorite word, hugely important that you understand sin is different than all other failures. If you're a moody son of a gun, that is a failure, but it's not sin. Sin is very different. Jesus Christ came into the world to save those who have sinned, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. It is, he doesn't say, he came into the world to save those who are moody, to save the stupid. He said he came to save sinners. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, Paul said. 1 Timothy 1, 15. But what's happening is the sin is being conflated. A combination of two variant texts. The process of fusing items. It is being conflated with other failures. It's being merged with weakness. You can be weak and go to heaven. You cannot live in unrepentant sin and go to heaven. I'll show you this. We're going deep on this. If you need, if you have, listen, I'm telling you, you need to rewatch this message. You need to, you need to bathe in the message. Christians need to go know this because this will prevent you from being sanctified if you do not understand that sin is very different than all other failings. We're going to go deep. I got lots of examples for you. It's being fused. Sin is being f- fused with this terminology. It's all a process. No, it's not. Sin, you do not process sin out of your life. You can process laziness out of your life. You don't process sin out of your life. What do you do with sin once you know it's sin? Now. It's an emergency. Full scale, five alarm. Emergency. Repent now. 
God may be telling you right now that this may be your last day unless you repent. Now, why would this be happening? Why would this conflation, this merging of calling sin the same thing as, as other weaknesses, why is this happening? Here's the reasons why. So that you have a convictionless church. Look at me now. Most people, most people want to go to a church where they are devoid of conviction because conviction is painful. God comes in and tells you, you will change. Most people don't want that in the evangelical church. I don't know what they are. I don't know why they're Christians, but most people in the evangelical church want a convictionless church. That's why they're preaching at the movies today where they got their characters and they're all dressed up for people to walk into the church and they got Mickey and Minnie Mouse standing there and they call it Jesus. Not preaching the word. They want a convictionless church. So you fuse sin with all other weaknesses because that way you can say, you know what, you know, you're moody. I like to tell white lies. We're all just part of the struggle. We're all just struggling with sin. No, one's a sin, one's not. They're calling things that are not sin, sin on purpose. It makes you sound like you're actually trying to be super righteous, but it's actually the opposite motive. It is to take the, sin, the sting out of sin. They're trying to form convictionless churches, offense-free zones. And the main reason why this is happening, the fusing of sin with other weakness, is so that people never repent. It's demonic. It's again, I, I hearken to these verses all the time. Read them when you get home. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. That's verse 14. And it also says right after that, it's no wonder that his ministers transform themselves in, into basically the exact same thing. They're fake ministers of righteousness. When you can just say to somebody, you know what? You struggle, you know, you, you're not a great husband. I'm an adulterer. We're all just on that path. Nope. Two very different things. We're all just sinners. You know, I'm not a great husband. You know, I'm not always there for my kids like I should be. You know, you're an adulterer. You know, we're all just struggling with sin. No one's a sin, one's not. You have to, you have to be this hardcore. Have to be. You have to tell people things like this. You know, my dad, he wasn't a great dad. You know, he provided for us, but there was no emotional support. Now, you know, one of his sons is a homosexual. They're both just sinners. Nope. One's carnal. One's going to die and go straight to hell. Do you see the difference? You've got to see it and you have to preach it. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. The word of God's quick, powerful, and sharp and pierces. You have to preach it that way. This is why, believe it or not, this is why the church closed. It was a conflation, a merging of the world's philosophies into the church where you cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because the voice of the Holy Spirit is the word of God. He speaks only that which he has already heard. They can't hear him because they don't even know what this is. 
It's, it's like I told you a couple weeks ago. This is the equivalent of the Torah at the beginning of Josiah's reign, where they found the Torah buried in the temple and nobody even knew what it was. We have found a book. This is, that's how the modern church, they don't know what's in here. If they would, they wouldn't choose to follow Jesus. Because the Jesus that they're following is nowhere near this document. Just like the Constitution is nowhere near what most Americans consider America to be. That's why you have the Christians in America caving to Romans 13. It's kind of, Romans, who's your ruling authority? Your ruling authority is a document called the Constitution, which forbades them from forcing you to take a vaccination, forbades them from strapping a mask on your face, forbades them from locking down your businesses and churches. The very people that locked down their churches were the ones who were violating Romans 13, all the while believing they were following Romans 13. It's called deception. It's within the purpose of all of this, like the purpose of the virus is to get people to the vaccine mandate. The purpose of conflating sin with all other weakness is to keep you from ever repenting, but believing that you did. That's why, listen folks, there's a reason why you have certain verses in the Bible. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never do you. You worker of iniquity. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. For I never knew you. Think about that. There's a reason why Matthew 7, 21 through 23 is in there. What's the next verse? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken them unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The winds will come. The storms will come, but they will stand. Is that what the church did? No, the church grabbed their ankles. Where do you want to poke me, Fauci? I mean, yank those pants down and grab my ankles as quick as I can for you. Let me hop around the room while I do it. Fauci should be scared of us. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16. It's the Bible. Christians have no idea what's in the Bible. They've made up their own tie-dye-wearing, bongo-playing, dope-smoking Jesus. Because we're all just all sinners just struggling to get by. You, you know, I, I'm addicted to porn. And you know what? Uh, you're depressed. We're all just sinning. No, you can go to heaven depressed. You ain't going to heaven addicted to porn. Big difference between sin and all other weaknesses. Not saying to embrace other weaknesses. That's sanctification. Get rid of them. Sanctification has nothing to do with the repenting of sin. That's supposed to happen long before you start getting sanctified. Sanctification is getting you not to be moody anymore. Getting you to stop being a lousy husband. Or a lousy wife. I pick on men today. Let me show you how this works. Now here's a list. I've already showed you, but we'll go into a little bit more detail. Let me lube the tubes first. Here's a list of nonsense. Not nonsense, 
non-sins. And so it's going to rock some of your worlds that these aren't sins. Where do you get your proof, Bible? The Bible. You won't listen, folks. Don't try at the door. You will lose. You're arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I've memorized scriptures. Have you? Do you know it? So don't come to me at the door calling things sin that, aren't, that isn't. What are you trying to do, Tom? License and No. There's things that are sins and there's things that are not. To call things that are not sin, sin is a lie. Well, you know, he smokes cigarettes and I'm a pornographer. We're all just sinners and we're just hanging on. No, no, no. Marbo man's going to heaven. Where do you get that? The Bible? I'm not saying he can probably go to heaven quicker. There's a big difference. Well, you know, my mom's lousy, but I'm, you know, I'm a liar. So she's a sinner and I'm a sinner. And we're just trusting in the grace of God. No, mom as a lousy mother will go to heaven. You as a liar will not, especially that sin, because that's what God detests the most. Ever read it? If you not, if you want to know Revelation chapter 21, verse eight, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, God hates lying. And listen, I'm chief among liars. I've done lots of lying in my life. Filthy, rotten, stinking liar. But I've turned from my lying. You know why? Number one, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I don't tell people. You know, a lot of Christians will do this. They'll just say, you know what? Just tell them this. No. You tell them the truth. If, if, you, if you don't want to go over to somebody's house, you don't say, I'm just busy. I'm, I, I'm too busy to do that. No, that's a, that's a freaking lie. Unless it's true. If it's not, just say, I don't want to do that right now. I do it all the time. Hey, Tom, do you want to do that? No, I don't want to do it. Why? I just don't want to do it. Tom, you want to go out to lunch? No, I just don't feel like it. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm just too busy. I'm not too busy. I'm going to eat lunch somewhere today. I'm just not going to go eat lunch with you. I don't feel like it. And I'll tell you that to your face. You're welcome. Here's the list of non-sins. Skipping church. It's not a sin. It's stupid. You're an ignoramus. In the celebration of the anal swabbing that's going on in China, you're an ignoramus. Being negative is not a sin. Well, you know, I'm fornicating with my girlfriend and the pastor's negative. We're both sinners and we're just, you know, trying to, you know, get past sinning. Sinning is not a process to be gotten past. Sinning is to be cut off at the root now in Jesus' name. You got to get over being negative. You got to be sanctified through being negative. I'll get to that in a minute. Addiction is not a sin. There's, I'm listening, listen, it's most of us in this room are addicted to something. I'm not saying, again, it needs to be said, I'm not, if you're addicted to cocaine, you'll die and go to hell for that because that's drunkenness. If you're addicted to caffeine, 
you're not smart, which includes me, by the way. I'm on day 30 of 40 days of no sugar. My pants are loose. Total sugar addict. Caffeine addict. Whack jobs like Aaron and I stay up all night long. Addict. Slurpy addict. Very different from being a drunkard. You're addicted to, you're, hey Tom, you're addicted to Slurpees and I'm addicted to alcohol. We're, it's all sin. No, it's not. One's a sin, one's not. But it's all to get the sinner to never repent. Bad attitude is not sin. Selfishness is not sin. Now, will all these things cause you to sin? Yes, eventually. Not tithing is not a sin. It's not a sin not to tithe. It's not. It's just incredibly stupid. Incredibly dumb. How about, some of you need to pay close attention. Everybody in this room, make sure you're paying attention to this. I mean, all you guys up there, everywhere. You steal stuff off the internet? Do you? Do you? You type stuff off the internet? Do you? Download stuff that isn't yours? Avoid the copyright fees? Do all those things? You're sinning. You don't stop doing that, you're going to die and go to hell for it. That's a sin. You can call it whatever you want. It's a sin. You're stealing stuff. Thieves, you need to read 1 Corinthians 6. I'll read you these verses in a minute. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Revelation 21, 8. You need to read about yourself and that you're stealing from people and it doesn't matter what your justifications are. Yeah. It's the truth. Gossip's the same way. All Christians don't think gossip's a sin. You die, go straight to hell for it. You know, you know, I'm just doing it so we can pray. You're a lying demon. You know, you know, Tom talks, he, Tom yells, and I'm a gossip. So, you know, we're both sinning. We're just trying to get better. Nope. Sin is not a process. Non-tither is not sin. You don't pray ever. It's not a sin. You don't study ever. Don't study the word ever. It's not a sin. Laziness is not a sin. Laziness will lead you to sin. Being angry. Christians always call anger sin. It's not sin. Who told you it was sin? Show me in the Bible where anger is a sin. Please. Temper tantrums are a sin. Believe me, I know. I am a connoisseur of temper tantrums. I have weaved a tapestry of temper tantrums my entire adult life to my incredible shame. But that's the sin. Not being angry. You can be angry in sin. You can't be unforgiving in your anger. Then you cross the line into sin. Very different. But if you say, well, you know, you're an angry person. And I, you know, I just cannot forgive the people in my life. We're both just sinning. Nope. It's not the case. One's heaven bound, who's a carnal person. And one's hell bound. One's heaven bound, one's hell bound. Well, you know, you're lazy, and I tell white lies. We're both sinning. Here's the thing. All you got to do is this. Mix in the right sin, and it changes the entire narrative. 
I'll, I'll give you an example. Probably somebody who's an enemy of mine on the internet will, will caption this and send it out around the world. Well, you know what? I'll just use one. You have a bad attitude, and I'm a child molester, but we're both sinning. See, it changes everything. Use the right one. You use an agent provocateur sin, like adultery, child molestation. How about murder? Well, you know what? You're, you're negative, and I murder, but we're both just sinning. See, Christians honestly think that murderers go to, go to hell and liars don't. They honestly believe that because it's all been conflated with non-sin. And it trains people to never repent. As I said earlier, people think that when you call things sin that are not, you're pushing people to holiness. No, you've contradicted the word and the word is holiness. You're, pre you're pressing them and you're, you're, you're training them towards the exact opposite of holiness when you're lying to them. Exact opposite. We're all just struggling with sin. Let me ask you this. Here's that list again. Negative, I added a couple actually. Skip church, addicted, bad attitude, selfish, non-tither, don't pray, don't study, anger, religious, subpar parent. Do you see any of these in the following lists? Are you ready? 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Why is that there? Conflation. That's why. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves. Those of you who are and crap off the internet. Make sure you read that now. I know you're justifying it to your Christian wife of how you're stealing stuff off the internet and it says right here, you're gonna die and go to hell for it. All the while believing you're going to heaven because that's the only sin you do. It's a sin uncovered until it's repented of. Nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Do you see an addicts in there? The addict that's covered is drunkard. That's people using drugs and alcohol. People getting high. That's covered. You see bad attitude? You see skip church? You see negative personality? No. Oh, you know what? You're covetous and I'm negative. We're both just sinning, depending on the grace of God. See, it teaches people to never repent. I'm getting ahead of myself. Wait on this. I'll give you this list and then we'll move on. Revelation 21.8. See if you see any of the list of nonsense. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. See in the list of non-sins in there? You don't, do you? You know why they're not in there? Because they're not sins. And people don't go to hell for them. And you're like, are you trying to preach hyper grace? No, it's exactly the opposite. I'll explain to you how. So why are these things being called sin when they're not? Number one, I'll give you two reasons. So sin is not immediately repented of. If you think that it's a process, that as you're, work, you're, you're the adulterer, you're sleeping with another, another, another man's wife, or you yourself are the adulterer, and you're like, well, you know what, I'm doing that. 
and that's being called sin. And then I've got a friend of mine who has a negative personality and, or a non-tither, and that's being called sin. Then why would you repent? Why would you repent right now? Because you're both in the process. Why would you repent? It's something to work on. Something to work on is a negative personality or laziness. Adultery is not to be worked on. Why would they ever repent? Here's number two. This one may be worse. Because it's impossible to repent of it. Here's the thing. If you believe that everything is a process, because you're committing adultery and the other person is a moody person, Moody, it's impossible to repent of. That's a process of individual decisions being made day by day and God will sanctify you out of it. So you, you as an adulterer have now aligned adultery with moodiness and moodiness can't be repented of immediately. Therefore, either can adultery. Do you see it? This is the devil's work. It's per the devil is not stupid. Listen, the left of the world is stupid, but very committed. They're stupid idiots. You have to be a stupid idiot to look at a baby inside the womb and say that's not a person. A stupid, moronic idiot. Tom, how dare you say that? That's not how Christians talk. You don't read the Bible, do you? Look at me, look at me. You don't read the Bible, do you? Do you? You don't read it if you think Christians don't talk like that because you've never read the words of Jesus. You have to be. The devil, however, is not stupid. He act, look at how he turns the table. It's actually brilliant. It, it, it deserves a measure of admiration. Because all of these pastors believe, you know what, I'm really preaching making, trying to make people more holy by calling things sin that are not. No, you're actually causing people to never repent. Because they believe that process things are the same as sins. And they're not. Therefore, they have an excuse never to repent. Because I've got to just process my way out of it. I committed adultery 14 times last year. This year's goal, 2022, I have made a New Year's resolution. And I will only commit adultery 10 times this year. <laughs> just like the negative person is working on no longer being negative. I'm working on my adultery because it's all just sin. Wrong! Is everybody understanding what I'm telling you? Things that cannot be changed overnight are blurred with the things that must be changed now. All to get the person to believe that things are processed that are not. And you're like, well, I just don't hear messages like this at any other church because they're scared of the Bible. Laziness won't be changed overnight. If you don't change your fornication now, and you die in the state that you are in, now you're going to hell and the lazy person will wave at you from heaven. Two very, very different things. Anger is the perfect example. I used it earlier, but now I'm gonna use the Bible. You ready? Well, he's angry, you know, and I'm a liar. We're both just sinning. Let's look. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Just said, it's not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. In your anger, do not sin. So any sort of sin, fits of rage, you lie because you're angry, punch your wife in the mouth because you're angry, whatever it may be, when you, in your anger, do not sin. So anger in and of itself can't be sin, but it is always conflated with sin. You're an angry person and I'm a drunkard. We're both sinning. No, you're not. And it's all to get, get it so the drunkard never repents because the anger can't be, it can't be solved overnight. It's a sanctification issue. If you're, how many people, don't say anything out loud, how many of you struggle with being angry or bitter? A lot of those things cannot be solved overnight. You have to act in a way, in a repentive way, immediately repent, and it will start to change. But it won't be solved overnight. Now, if you're bitter or unforgiving, that's sin. And that has to be changed now. You have, but even what I'm talking about is the feeling of bitterness. The feeling of unforgiveness may not be changed overnight. It has to be sanctified out of you. But you can't act in forgiveness right away. You see the person walk in that you hate, go out of your way. Then love on them. That way you start to change. But here's the thing. Anger will not be changed overnight. If you're an angry person, answer that question in your heart right now. Am I an angry person? Sanctification issue. And that will not be changed overnight. You don't want the drunkard who goes, you're angry and I'm a drunkard. And we're both sinning. And it actually makes the drunkard believe he can't get over drunkenness. Because you can't get over anger overnight. So he believes, well, I can't get over being drunk overnight. Being a drunkard overnight. So we're all just struggling with sin. That's conflation. And it causes people to go to hell. They never repent. Because they believe drunkenness is the same process as anger. It is not. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. If he, Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Man, there's a ton of movement over here. Hurry up. Move. In and out. In and out. Let's not do that. Did you ever notice that? It, it bothers the flow. It really does. There's a flow of the Holy Spirit in here. And I listen, you got to go to the bathroom. Go. I'm just telling you, limit your movements. It's not a matter. Yes, it irritates the tar out of me personally. But what's most important is the flow of the Holy Spirit. This, you got to understand how serious this is. There, do you understand that there's a hell? And that this message could pull even one soul out of hell? It's worth you holding it? Like, what kind of church is this? Just different than you've ever seen. Because you have a pastor who has no agenda. We're, listen, we're moving into an area right now. I am absolutely no control. There's no way to pull off what we're going to do without Jesus. That's why I just let go of all control. I learned this from leaders in my life like Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown that I didn't have two years ago. I watched them. I watched what they do. They do crazy things that only God can pull off. That's how you have to live though. When you're in a tile store and you forget something in here, call your buddy on text and say, pick it up for me. Amen. You're welcome. Another thing, obedience is conflated with religion. Don't throw your religion on me. I can live however I want and still claim Jesus as Lord and Savior. No, don't throw your religion on me. People say that all the time. 
What's, what's religion? We went over this. If you want to study religion, study the 14th chapter of the book of Romans. Special days, special diets. That's religion. And what happens is they go, well, the religion of, you know what? I'll just pick something. We're, we're Sabbath day people. You know, so, you know, we're religious people. And then, you know what? So religion, that religion and sin are the exact same thing. Well, religion and obedience are the same thing. We obey the Sabbath and you obey not to lie. Same thing. Nope. Very different. Let's go over how. First John chapter five, verse three. This is love for God to obey his commands. Life is easy. That's not religion. People conflate the two. You keep the Sabbath day and you don't commit adultery. You're both religious. No, no, no. The religious person is keeping the Sabbath day or going getting circumcised. Very different than obedience. Does everybody see the difference? Very, very different. I'll read it to you. Romans chapter 14, verse 14. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But if somebody considers something to be unclean, to him it is unclean. That's religion. That can be cast aside. You, other people, like I, I said this in the second, first service, and I don't want to go into great detail. But if you have somebody who hates Santa Claus, what do you not wear over to their house on Christmas Eve? You're two brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ. You have family A and family B. Family B loves Santa. Family A hates Santa. Family B should not go over to family A's house with their Santa caps on and then give them presents of statues of Santa. That right there, are religious people who are like, you know what, we don't, we don't do this, we don't do that. And I'm not that has nothing to do with sin or obedience. There's a very different line between we don't do Santa, we don't do Halloween, we don't do special days, or we do do all those things. It's all religion. Christians get all lost into this stuff. There's, there's Christians who their sole purpose in life is to go around and preach King James only. Spreading the gospel of King James only. Jesus didn't speak in King James. At all. There's no these or thous, nothing. He spoke Hebrew. But their whole mission in life is to go around and spread the King James Bible only. Only the King James or hymnals only. Make sure you're not doing Easter in any way, shape, or form. But then they do Christmas, which are both equally pagan. Laying aside all religiosity is good. If you include obedience in it, you're going to hell. Because obedience has nothing to do with those sort of petty missions. Obedience where God says do not or do is very different than religion. If you want to wear a gold necklace around your, your chest and you consider that brings you closer to God, you're just a weak Christian. And people say, you know what? As they cast that down, they can also cast down, you know, worrying about lying. Do you see the conflation? As they cast down that religious spirit that they have, they, you know, they need not to worry so much about watching porn. 
They conflate them together. They are two very different things. Obedience is not religion. It's love for God. And it's not just merely love for God. Listen to this now. Being obedient is this. Being, and I've preached this before, but I just want to reiterate it to you. Obedience is belief. Why do people go to hell? Because of unbelief. That's it. Now, I've preached it more simplistically today, but sin is merely a manifestation of unbelief. People go to hell because of unbelief. You're telling me, Tom, these reprobates can sin however they want. No, but that's just revealing that they don't believe. Even those who have gotten saved before and then go back into a lifestyle of sin called apostasy have relinquished their belief. Even as they say they still believe. They're now living with a woman, but I'm still a follower. They go to the ark church or even a leader in the ark church. Still following Jesus. No, they're actually unbelievers. Where do you get that from? The verse you hear me preach all the time. Hebrews 3, 18 and 19. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So do you cast down obedience? With ca and the, do you call obedience religion? Don't put that religion on me. Your rules and your regulations. They're not rules and regulations. They're love for God. They're faith. You cast down. You're not casting down man-made religion. When, when you cast out obedience, you're casting out faith. You're casting out belief. Where do you get that from? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter into heaven. I put heaven in there myself. They could not enter in because of unbelief. So they didn't obey and that showed that they did not believe. So people just conflate that all the time. I'm, you know, I'm just getting rid of the religious uh, fetters and chains in my life. No more wearing a, a head covering. No more wearing a dress down to my ankles. I'm being free. And I'm also going and I'm going to start lying. I'm free. I'm going to start fornicating. I'm free. No, they're very different things. And it's the devil's plan to conflate and put those things, fuse those things, merge those things together. So as you're casting off shackles, you're actually casting off freedom with it. Understand that's the plan of the enemy. James chapter one, verse 12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. When you endure, when you endure temptation and you don't sin, that is not religion. That is not works based. It is love for God. You're welcome. You're welcome. Seven minutes to go. Trying to figure out how I want to launch this last little part. Remember what sanctification is. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you also will sanctify you who will do it. Amen. This is not optional. It's not option. I laid all that groundwork to get to the seven minute portion so that you understand the difference between sin and religion. 
sin and stupidity. Understand the difference because you can't be sanctified. You're not even breathing if you don't understand that. You won't be able to even get to sanctification if you don't understand it. Now, how do you get sanctified? I'm hoping I have time to get to a couple of these examples. I always have like 50 pages of notes and, I, and I've gotten to uh, like page 10. How do you do it? I'm going to try to make it happen here in six minutes. How do you get sanctified? Oh, it's some magical process. No, it's not. Stop going into the presence of God and going, sanctify me, Lord. That's not how it works. Sanctification happens with every minute, minute by minute decisions. What will you do in the moment? Word or non-word? What will you do in the minute? Look at the, look at the, look at the Bible, Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Everybody stay with me now. We're only gonna be here five more minutes and I'm closing us in prayer. We'll be out of here before 120. It's 110. We'll be out of here before that. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. She sets before you life and death, blessing and cursing. That's in every minute. Mirrored in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The tongue has the power of, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. How, do, how was the earth made? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews eleven three. Psalm 33, 6 was the one before. The tongue has the power of life and death. And I hear Christians sing, woe is me. I hear Christians say, oh, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Who told you to say that? Say that in the presence of Rodney Howard Brown. Watch what happens to you. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. You want a multi-million dollar ministry or don't you? You want 38 million souls credited to you or not? He doesn't speak like that. That's, the, that's what I was missing for the first 15 years of pastoring this church is having somebody apostolically pastor me. So I stopped saying stupid garbage. I don't talk like that anymore. Period. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I can't do this. You're, you're, you're not biblical. The tongue has the, you are actually forming your world. Because as an imitator of Jesus, Jesus, remember Colossians 1, 15 and 16. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are on heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones, dominions, principalities or powers, all were created through him and for him. So now you as a Christian have the power of Jesus because every spiritual blessing was given to you. So you're forming your world with your words. And you say that you're nothing? A joint heir with Jesus Christ, the house of the Holy Spirit is nothing? How dare you blaspheme the, the gospel of Jesus Christ that way? For humility's sake? What are you trying to humble yourself for? You're the city on a hill. Enough with your false humility. Shine. 
shine. Choose for yourselves this day. What are you going to say? Minute by minute. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Minute by minute. You're forming your world. That's sanctification. What are you going to do? Well, I got to get it out. Why? It's like a drug for you. You're an addict. You're a negativity addict. You say those things and they tempt. Believe me, I know. I've been there. I've wasted decades of my life doing it. Makes you feel better temporally to get it out. But you don't realize that if you never said it to begin with, the devil doesn't know. Nobody knows. Your carnality doesn't know. You never should have said it. Keep your mouth shut. Stop forming your world into being something that is beneath you. Yes, yes, you know what? Without him, you can do nothing. But you're not without him, so stop saying you're nothing. Knock it off, and now. And don't, don't, don't misunderstand what I was talking about when I, said, when I said sanctification is a process. It is a process, but the process is minute-by-minute minute decisions. And those minute-by-minute minute decisions are yes and no, stop or go. Now. Will you say it? Will I do it? Will I not say it? That's a big thing for a lot of us. Not going to say it. And by the way, it doesn't count not saying it if you say you're not saying it. Well, I'm not going to say it. You just said it, dummy. Now you're going to have a fight with your wife, even though you said you weren't going to say it. Enjoy the fight. You know what not saying it is? Don't say it. Don't say it. And by the way, facial expressions count too. It all counts. It's all communication. Will I in the moment stand in faith? Will I in the moment say things that are faith? Or do I have to air out the anti-faith things? You, know, you just blew it. And you now took a step backwards in your sanctification process. Tom, this house sounds very religious. It, it's not religious. It's been set before you. Life and death, blessing, cursing. Choose. 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 If it's not sin, you're just choosing to be subpar. Choosing to never win the lost. Well, you know, I believe that it really keeps you humble to be poor. That's not the Bible. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor like he became sin for you. He became poor for you. Yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. That's just the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. You're supposed to be wealthy. If you're worried about it, give it all away. If you're worried that it's going to corrupt you, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them, I get all that. If you're worried about it, or you're worried about the camel not going through the eye of the needle, which, by the way, was said to the lost, not to Christians who are saved, sanctified, and getting wealthy. How, 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 do you want to, how are you going to fund the end times harvest? See the mark of the beast proliferating throughout the globe? We know it's the beginnings of sorrows, but I believe we can hold this generation I believe that your kids can have kids, that their kids can have kids. If we as the church rise up, how are you going to do it? With poverty? How are we going to pay for the $5 million building? Poverty? You're going to speak words of faith? I am prospered. Everything I lay my hands to is prospered. 
Well, that, that's, that's not what I was taught at the art church. Yeah, they're liars and they're closed. And they're wearing stupid masks and they're vaccinated with poison. They would, those churches, if they came in there with a basting instrument, with one of those basters, full of Pfizer, those churches would line up yank their pants down and spread their butt cheeks apart to take it with the baster. If that, I'm telling you, they would. That's how convoluted these people are. If that's, if that's, what, if that's what was mandated by the CDC, how many, how many believe that's not true? I'm telling you it's true. They would. Uh, where do we get the, uh, do we order the basters from CDC or, uh, you know, we want to be a community partner and a good neighbor. I mean, what, what do we got to do? I mean, what's, what's the butt cheek grabbing technique you do again? Is it bend over first? Is it, they would because the minute by minute decisions they have made pulling from the great biblical source of Indiana Jones and the last crusade, they chose poorly. <laughs> Worship team, make your way. I'll preach all day. I'll give you this last one in closing. Proverbs twelve sixteen. How many of you struggle with being annoyed? We're just having fun here. This is just brother to brother, brother to sister. See, I'm not serious. I'm leaning on the pulpit like this. They're, they're getting a good look. My pants are falling down the back because I've lost some weight. My no, my no sugar fast. How many of you struggle with being annoyed? I am major. I struggle heartily with being annoyed. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool shows his annoyance at once. How many of you at the moment just don't play yet, Aaron, because I don't want to get solemn. <laughs> immediately your face shows that you're annoyed you're not sanctified in that area you're not sanctified you have got to you are you've, it's been set before you life and death blessing and cursing if you show your annoyance at once something bad happens and you've got to go find counsel right away this is you you're not sanctified. You should be able to eat bad situations without boo-hooing to your confidant. A fool shows himself immediately. It's like I told you a minute ago, Proverbs 14, 15, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The simple believeth every word, they'll go for the basters. They will. They'll go for it. A fool shows his annoyance at once. So here's your exercise for today in closing. Right now, here, I'll show you I'm closing. There you go. Your exercise for the day. Again, those of us who struggle with annoyance, raise your hand with me. Your, your, your exercise for today, because annoyance is now going to come. What are you going to do? You don't show your annoyance. You don't show it. You just are like, you know what? Who cares? It means nothing. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my source. The Holy Spirit is my strength. Why do I need to ever be annoyed? 
You just feel it. You rebuke it. We demolish every argument and pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we make it be obedient to Christ. You say, there's no reason for me to be annoyed. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ with abundant life. My best days are ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on give.